Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast Christmas Special Festival. I'm a professional voice actor who's been paid to sound just like Cliff, one of the big fat hosts of the big fat show known as Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast, the big fat show with the little skinny audience. Oh, guess what tonight? We have Christmas specials on the menu. Yes, for starters, consider this an appetizer or the first half of the meal or consider it however you want. We've got one of the Cliff and Kindle's finest Christmas specials. It's called Christmas Ablanca. Cliff and Kindle stuck in Casablanca with the Cliff and Kindle gang. And then who begins to terrorize the city but <gasps> fascists? Can Cliff and Kendall overcome fascism, save the city, and put on some sort of Christmas phantasmagorical show? I'm guessing. Find out up next in Christmas Ablanca. Ablanca. We have a lot of fun, Jingle. Oh, hi there. I'm Assy, a magical Christmas ass. I once carried Mary of Nazareth to Bethlehem, and boy, was she heavy. <laughs> but that's what Assy is for. I carry heavy loads, and these days I also supplement my income by sharing holiday tales with passing strangers. And since you don't appear to have a heavy load to strap to my back, why don't I share with you a holiday tale about two heavy loads? These two loads were internet talk show hosts. They went by the names Cliff and Kendall. It seems along December's end, they found themselves in the charming desert city of Casablanca. You see, their friend Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn had been traveling the globe, extolling the virtues of Busheltown Rye. And in Casablanca, her rye speech was so popular that it had been held over for months with no signs of stopping. Because of this, the Cliff and Kendall gang had settled in, and without realizing it, they had quietly begun new lives for themselves. In addition to giving eight rye speeches a week at a theater downtown, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, along with her husband, Mr. Snodbottom, had become friendly with Rick, the owner of Rick's Hideaway Hotel. Thus, when during a cordial afternoon tea, Rick mentioned his hope of opening a restaurant in the newly renovated East Wing of the hotel, it was only natural that the offhand comment would lead to the opening of Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's Cafe Busheltown a mere three weeks later. I'm sorry, I had to scare away some flies that were buzzing around my butt. 
Our story begins one evening the week before Christmas. In the cafe Busheltown, Cliff and Kendall were just finishing a song. Heedless of that wind and weather. Fa la 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 Thank you. Thank you. That one always gets me right here. I hope you're taking advantage of our drink specials tonight. We've got two-for-one hot buttered rum, or if you're off the sauce like Kendall over here, hot buttered 7-Up. So we're going to take a little break right now, but we'll be back with more songs of the season soon. Here's looking at you, Kendall. Here's looking at you, Cliff. Here's Here's looking looking at at you, audience. Audience. Another great set, boys. Thanks. I can't get over our new lives. Kendall and I are singing in the cafe every night. And Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, you do all those sold-out rye speeches every week. We are the new kings and queens of entertainment in Casablanca. Hey, I bet that's what all the papers will say once they find out. I used to think Busheltown was our town, but maybe it's been Casablanca all along. <laughs> it is a lovely setting. Where's Mr. Snodbottom? I need a cashier's check for some more elastic waist performance pants. <laughs> I'm afraid that'll have to wait. He and Crockpot are out front finishing the cafe's light display. He thinks if we can win Casablanca.tourism.net's best holiday lights in town prize, it will really put us on the map. Okay, since we're taking a break, I'm going to go to my room and stand over the air conditioner for a little while and meditate to some chipmunk Christmas songs. I'm going to go do some magic tricks for the people waiting for a table. Don't set anybody on fire this time. That was an accident. I meant to give the exploding lollipop to Charles the Contractor, not that little girl. Oh, boys, you and your shenanigans. Off with you now, but be back soon for the rest of your show. Okay. Oh, and Kendall, don't give anybody else a playing card paper cut. I had to move a potted fern to a really weird place to cover up that blood stain on the carpet. That wasn't my fault. That old man said his ears bled like that all the time. <laughs> Dr. Terry, dear, I was hoping I'd find you. Hey, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, anything I can help you with? Heavens no, you've done so much already. I don't know if we could have opened my cafe bushel down if you hadn't been available to temporarily work with us. From sanding floors to polishing silver to seasoning the Bordelais sauce, you really can't do it all. Thanks, that's really nice to hear. I'm proud to say that I'm good at all those things and a whole lot more besides. I suppose there's no sense in hiding your light under a bushel, as they say. <laughs> yeah, my dad always said that, actually. Of course, that's because as a kid he tried to hide a kerosene lantern under a bushel of rye. Well, he ended up burning down six barns and a sardine factory. Oh my, well, because of your tireless efforts here at the cafe, however temporary they may be, Mr. Snodbottom and I wanted to give you this token of our steam. Wow, thanks. It's a necklace, a heart locket, with pictures of Cliff and Kendall on the inside. Yes, and read the inscription on the back. For Terry, temporary, honorary, official member of the Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast Gang, with L. It was meant to say with love, but the engraver ran out of room. I love it. Will you help me put it on? Oh, certainly. But you may want to wait a moment. I forgot, I I do need a small favor. Sure, anything. I'm afraid an awkward tween from Table 5 has thrown away his retainer. Could you go through the trash and find it? I believe it's in dumpster number one, or dumpster number three, or maybe four. Hey, why not? I was just wishing I could get some fresh air. Wonderful. 
Now, let me get you some rubber gloves. No need. I've got my own pair right here. Terry the Temp comes prepared. Oh, marvelous. Oh, Charles the Contractor, there you are. What's cooking good looking at? I need you to take some fresh linen napkins to table seven and refill the sanitary napkin dispenser in the ladies' room. And don't mix up the two like you did last time. And so the Cliff and Kendall gang set about their merry work. Inside the bustling cafe bushel town, Life was sweeter than the figgy pudding of yore. It seemed as though things would only get better and better. That is, until the next day, a few hours before the cafe opened. Uh, Ugh, was that you? Yes, you're looking right at me. And it's not my fault, it was all that fruitcake I had for lunch. Uh, oh, I guess you're right. I've got the fruitcake burps too. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I have a great idea for a new number for us to do tonight. It's a it's an old-fashioned Glee-style mashup. Awesome, I love those. All right, here's the lyrics. I'll let you figure out the instrumentation later. All right. All right, I'll start with the first line, and then you, and then down here we both come in together. You got it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. She didn't see me creep down the stairs to have a peek. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. She thought that I was tucked up in my bedroom fast asleep. Oh, come let us adore then him. I saw oh, mama kissing Santa him. Oh, come let us adore him. What is all this racket? <laughs> it's a funky new holiday mashup you don't like it oh oh well i maybe i'm just upset because of these ordinances the new mayor is putting in place it's not anything depressing is it like when they force you to look at calorie counts on menus i don't want to know how many calories are in my 44 ounce eggnog whatever happened to my civil rights no it's nothing like that i was just reading in the paper with sugar lump i think these new rules are going too far my light display will be ruined. Why? Are they trying to outlaw Jesus? Or <gasps> even worse, are they outlawing Santa? Oh, it's nothing so extreme yet. But the new law states that it's no longer acceptable for infants or toddlers to be seen in public in only their diapers. And that includes the inflatable Christ child Mr. Snodbottom set up in front of the cafe. It's now against the law. Damn it, there goes my plan for an outdoor screening of Roger Rabbit. I'd have to cut out all the baby Herman scenes, and that is a deal breaker, ladies. I wonder if that means Charles the Contractor can't put on his diaper and play Baby New Year anymore. Oh, God, I hope so. Boys, you're losing sight of the bigger picture. My light display. The inflatable Christ child was the perfect centerpiece. And now Christmas is ruined. No, Daffodil, you'll just have to put on your thinking cap and maybe take a long winter's nap to calm down. I know you and Crockpot will think of something to win us that contest. Where is Crockpot? Usually by now she's going around to all the tables and making the ketchup bottles have sex. Oh, well, last night she was wrapping lights around the cacti near the road and subsequently she lost a little bit of blood. So she's popped over to the hospital in town for a minor transfusion. Hmm. 
So, was that the only new ordinance? No, but the second one was far more sensible. Public urination is now punishable by up to 20 years in prison. <laughs> what is so funny? They keep passing laws like this, Charles contract will be serving a life sentence by MLK Day. <laughs> oh, he didn't pee in public that much anymore. It's been... I mean, I guess it's just been since yesterday. I, t I told him there was some schmutz on our mailbox, and I should have known what he meant when he said he'd take care of it. But before I could say anything, he just whipped that thing out and started spraying. Later that night, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's Cafe Busheltown was again filled with customers. Holiday cheer permeated the air, as did the aroma of that night's special. Mayonnaise and pickled rye casserole. On stage, Kendall tickled the ivories and sang a solo serenade. A ring, I don't mean on the phone. Santa baby, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry tonight. Thank you, thank you. You are too kind. Oh, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, you missed Santa Baby, but I did a pretty good job alone, if I do say so myself. I'm sure you think so, but Santa Baby was supposed to be a duet. So, why don't you play it again, Kendall? Oh, you know, I think the audience would just prefer if we just move on. Play it again, Kendall. Well, if you hadn't been making out in the corner with that guy who just left in a bedazzled jacket... It was not bedazzled. Those were pins and badges or whatever. He's a very high-ranking government official. And though we've only known each other for a few days, I am already deeply in love with him. And I suspect that we share a soulmate connection that Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn or you and Susan could never hope to experience. But we're keeping it casual and cool and not labeling anything. Partly because I have another man, and his name is Santa Baby. No, 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 no. Oh, you too, and your hilarious banter. I wonder if you'd play my favorite Christmas song. It always rouses the crowd and gets them on their feet. <sighs> All right. For you. Sweet little Jesus boy, they made you be born in a maze. Excellent idea, dear. Daffodil, I thought you would be outside working on the lights. Oh, at the moment, Crockpot is on the lawn, dancing to the Nutcracker Suite and wearing a sugar plum fairy costume consisting of 1,800 twinkle lights. That will have to suffice for tonight, but I believe we'll need something more on Christmas Eve when the judges come by. What do you think about the children dressing as gingerbread cookies and waving sparklers? What do I think? I think the very idea is so heartwarming that I've got tears in my eyes. <laughs> You've done it again, dear. Hey guys, I hate to rain on your Christmas parade, but there's some trouble in the back. Terry the Temp then escorted Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter turned down the rear corridor into the kitchen, where a strange delivery had just been made. Look! Exactly! A whole flock of geese was just delivered to the kitchen. 
This appears very abnormal, dear. I hope the health inspector doesn't drop in tonight. Whoa. I ordered some fatted geese for Christmas dinner, but they weren't supposed to still be squawking. Whatever shall we do? I haven't slain a bird since my youth on Uncle Pepperoni's emu farm. I wish that were our only problem. If you'll turn your attention to the left side of the room. <laughs> Holy heavens! Hams! Oh, my. Let me think. We'll have to hide them until we can find a suitable slaughterhouse, I suppose. Terry, please hide the pigs and geese into Cliff and Kittle's room for the night. Should I separate them? Like, pigs in one room and geese in the other, or split them up half and half? Hmm. Whatever seems best, dear. I trust you to it. Gotcha. All right, geese. Huh, huh. Follow me, huh, huh. and you two pigs this way. Come on now. What <laughs> Terry? What can't she do? <laughs> oh, bravo, Terry girl. And so, with the friendly beasts stowed in their rooms, Cliff and Kindle were forced to sleep on the cafe stage. This meant when there came a thump upon the cafe door just before dawn, they were there to hear it. Ugh, what's that thumping on the door? Woke me up. I was dreaming of a a white Christmas. Did it wake you up too, Kendall? Kendall? I said, did it wake you too, Kendall? That thump? Ow! Ow! What? That thump! Did it wake you up? Yeah. I guess it must have something, dear. <sighs> you think it was another bird committing suicide? Nah, judging by the light in the sky, it's just before dawn. It's probably the newspaper. Oh, then I'll get it. I want to see if Beetle Bailey gets court-martialed or not. Hey, look at this! What? Are Blondie and Dagwood having another threesome with their mailman? I don't know. I'm not there yet. But on the front page, it says there are new ordinances from the mayor. Spitting and blorching in public are now criminal offenses, carrying sentences of up to 20 years in prison each. But what if you have the flu and you need to blorch in a potted fern or something? We've all done that. Not anymore. You just have to swallow it, I guess. Ugh! Well, the spitting law is a good one. Nobody likes flipping on a loogie. Yeah. I just wonder what's prompting the mayor to do all this. Don't you know? Aren't you dating a high-ranking government official? I would not say we're dating. (laughs) Making out in the cafe, texting each other our deepest thoughts, having crazy weird sex. Yes, all of that, but I don't know if you'd call it dating. And you better not say it either. I invited him over here for this special Christmas EVV breakfast we're having this morning. Okay, we can ask him about it then. Oh, he won't know. He's just the deputy mayor. He hardly ever sees the full mayor. In a way, maybe he's like a vice president. One with a Joe Biden soul and a Dan Quayle body. And he loves Christmas like we do. Did I tell you he has a tattoo of mistletoe just below his belly button? You know you did. Oh, Kendall, I can't believe it's already Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. Where did the year go? Where did our lives go? Where did my paper go? Oh, we've got it over here. Oh, praise the newborn king. Mrs. Butter Butter Butterturn is very eager to read the garden report. Huh, look at that. What, the article about how somewhere hidden in the city of Casablanca there's a secret heliport that allows people to flee to South America in the middle of the night? No. <laughs> Marmaduke, he just took a big shit on some Christmas carolers. <laughs> oh, Marmaduke. 
few hours later, the Cliff and Kendall gang were seated around a large table enjoying a delicious Christmas Eve 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 Busheltown style breakfast. If I could have everyone's attention, I'd just like to take a moment on this incredibly special day to say how much I appreciate all of you for all the regular crap and especially for welcoming my new guest, Deputy Mayor Cornbowl. I thank you all for having me. This breakfast is marvelous. I'm especially enjoying the ham hocks and these rye-boiled eggs. Oh, it's nothing, just a little taste of home. Oh, hey, Crockpot, will you uh, pass that marshmallow gravy? Here it is. Oh, man, I spilled it all over my lap. I wanted some of that for my pancakes. No, no, these things happen all the time. Oh, really? All the time? No, we aren't some bunch of hillbillies constantly dropping gravy on our crotches. Charles, why don't you just use your napkin? Oh, I'm trying, but now my napkin's stuck to my moose knuckle. Uh-huh. Cliff, will you pass the butter? Sure. Kendall, will you pass me the butter so I can pass it down to Terry? I don't have the butter. It, it, it was right there. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was in that dish right there. Uh-uh, that was a really dense yellow pudding. I just finished mine. Didn't everybody get one? No, you just ate half a pound of butter. Oh, whoops. <laughs> well, it's not like it's the first time, boy. Yes, it is. It feels like the first time. Feels like the very first time. That reminds me of when I attended university. A fellow wagered I could not eat a half pound of unbleached flour. And did you? Not even close. I ate nine or ten spoonfuls and became ill. I had to spend six weeks in the infirmary, but we all had a good laugh. <laughs> That's like that time back in Busheltown when Cliff and I bet Charles the contractor he couldn't be a nudist for a full week. Very interesting. What was the outcome? The skid marks on all the furniture. <laughs> Not to change the subject, but Corny, what's with all these new ordinances from the mayor? Well, I... I'm not sure if I should say, but if we could agree to keep it between just the ten of us... Of course. Sure. Oh, definitely, dear. Oh, certainly, boy. You got it, man. Oh, hey, I can keep a secret. How about you, Crockpot? Oh, yes. And of course the children would agree as well if they weren't being such angels. <laughs> Isn't it adorable how they won't speak with their mouths full? Oh, excellent work, children. All right, then. A few months ago, I was walking down the street with the mayor. I was situated on the outside, near the street, so that if any dirt or muck from the road were to come our way, it would hit myself and not the mayor. Unfortunately, we strolled below the window of an angry sailor, just as his wife was tossing out his most beloved anchor in a fit of rage. It struck the mayor on the head, and although the doctor has given him a clean bill of medical health, he's never been the same since that day. And now I think his brain injury is revealing itself in his legislation. Oh, my exclaiming heavenly host! Can't anything be done? Confidentially, there was some talk of removing him, but those with the power say it would be too upsetting to the city of Casablanca. Mr. Snodbottom? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, the pigs, they've gotten loose! Oh, Terry girl, can you please help us? I'm on it. Here, pigs! Sweet! Horny, I'd just like to point out that this is the first time this has ever happened, too. The following night, inside the Cafe Busheltown, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter churn greeted her guests and made each one feel at home. 
and Cliff and Kendall sang for the crowd, evoking in many minds just what it would be like if Liza Minnelli teamed up with an Andy Richter that did card tricks. Very fast on a plane that loops the loop. Kendall wants a hula hoop. We can hardly outside. Mr. Snodbottom and Crockpot worked on securing their outdoor decorating prize. That's it, children. Wave your arms just like that. Oh, but raise them a little higher. Tomorrow night when the judges come around, your sparklers will be lit. <laughs> and we wouldn't want to catch your little heads on fire. <laughs> and Crockpot, keep dancing just like that. Oh, plie, plie. All right, but Mr. Snodbottom... Is there anything we can do about these twinkle lights? They're really chafing my thighs. I can only encourage you to focus on the reason we're doing all of this. You're right. For baby Jesus' birthday. Oh, uh, oh right. Of course. <laughs> for Christ, the newborn king. Of course. But also for the prize. <laughs> I know winning will mean the world to Mrs. Butter 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 Turns, Cafe Bustletown. And for Cliff and Candle, you know, they've never been so close to winning anything this prestigious before. All right, I'll just dance through the pain. As a girl, and try to incorporate the pigs and geese into your movements. Oh, it's evoking the spirit of the barn of the babe's birth. I'm so glad I had the idea to add them to our display. <clears throat> Mr. Snobbottom, Crock Pocket. Oh, 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 I think you mean Crockpot Girl. Oh, 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 oh. oh okay. Mr. Snobbottom, Crockpot, am I glad I found you two. Whatever is the matter, Terry dear. I just ran into a temp friend of mine inside the cafe. She's working this week as a typesetter for the Casablanca Times Herald Tribune. On the QT, she told me about some new laws from the mayor that are going to come out in the paper tomorrow. New laws? Weren't there new laws every day this week? Yeah. First against babies and nothing but their diapers, then against public upchucking. And the next day, I believe it was a prohibition on public urination and spitting. Were those the last ones? Today it was no more kissing or sneezing in public. As though one could help doing either of those. Yeah, but tomorrow is worse. As of tomorrow, it's a crime to publicly cough, sneeze, bleed, cry, have a wet or dry orgasm, sleep, burp, defecate, or break any kind of wind. Oh, whoa! Oh, oh no! Oh, what am I doing? Oh, 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 oh. oh, I'm sorry, I queefed out of fright. We have to tell the others. Terry, you have to tell them. I do it, but my sugar plum fairy costume is plugged into the wall out here. I'm on it. Hey, Cliff, can I talk to you alone? Uh, Terry, can't you see I'm having a romantic cocktail with Deputy Mayor Cornball? Don't mind me. I'll just sip my hot buttered martini as you converse. Well, um... You can say it. Whatever it is. After breakfast yesterday, when the pigs came in and Kendall ate all the butter and Charles the Contractor belts the dreidel song, we don't have any secrets from each other. Okay, well, I... Oh, look what we have here! This looks like a fun table! <laughs> <laughs> we do make a fun group, don't we? <laughs> okay, if we four were the Golden Girls, who would we all be? No, you guys have to listen! This is important! Having finally gotten their attention, Terry the Temp explained the new slate of mayoral regulations set to go into effect the very next day. What?! 
That's nuts! Corny, did you know all about this? Not at all! I've been at the christening of a roller skating rink all day. I've heard none of this! This is just too much! I feel like I might faint! But on Christmas Eve, Eve! <laughs> hey, wait! Maybe we're all getting too worked up over this. I mean, it's not like these laws will have any kind of effect on us. Not really. It's not like we know anybody that's always belching out loud. What about Kendall? And you do that. More than anybody else I know. Well, I'll stop. But, I mean, none of us are public bleeders or criers or pooping everywhere. Oh, Mr. Snapbottom, what if he... Oh, my, look, I'm crying. Hide your face with this napkin. Oh, God, I need a drink. Cliff, you just burped. I did? I don't even notice anymore. Kendall's almost finished playing this song. I wanted to bolster his self-esteem, so I lied to his face and said everybody loved to hear him play an instrumental. But now I have to go sing our mashup of Oh Come Are You Faithful and I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Oh, no. Cliff, you cannot sing a song about such things. Oh, no. The faithful are coming to Bethlehem. It's that kind of coming. Not that. Kissing. It is forbidden in public as of today, and singing of it constitutes criminal activity. A, that's complete insanity, and B, you wouldn't arrest me for singing about kissing, would you? Not me. I would not want to, but in front of so many people here at the cafe, I would have no choice in the matter. If I did not, word would travel back to the mayor and I would be ruined. Oh, shit. I know the problems of two fat men, their elderly producer and his wife, their two small children, a temp, a contractor, and a woman named Crockpot don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world, but when you're one of those fat men and those beans are your beans, <laughs> I'm freaking out. The next day should have been merry and gay, for it was Christmas Eve. But as you heard, fate had other plans. Anti-merry and ungay plans. The mayor's new regulations went into effect, and an air of tightness and constipation filled the cafe busheltown as everyone tried to obey the law. Oh, my stomach hurts. Oh, I can't believe we have to live like this. You read the paper. Burping and farting and all of our favorite things are outlawed now. Oh, God, I really need to fart. I ate too much of that bean and rye lasagna we had for lunch. This is torture. Nope. It's just the new normal. And it's it's time we got back on stage. Oh, great. Oh, Merry Christmas Eve. <laughs> Welcome back to Mrs. Putter Butter Butter Churn's Cafe Busheltown. Of all the rye joints in all the world, we're so glad you walked into this one. We're Cliff and Kendall, and I think for this set, we'll start out taking requests. Anybody got anything they'd like to hear? The Mrs. Claus Polka. I don't know that one. Uh, how about Christmas Eve with Barney and Baby Bop? Uh, nah, I don't know that one either. How about Call a Ranger? There's a stranger in the manger and there could be danger. I used to know how to play that one. Okay. Well, how about one that requires no instruments at all? Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round young virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and 
Harlem Buschelhelm. Vivala democracy. Stop this, I say. By order of the mayor of Casablanca, I order you all to stop. Sleeping in public is against the law, as is singing about it. It may be the most boring of bodily functions, but those are the rules, and the rules must be obeyed. Rules? Obeyed? Yes. Now continue with your little program. Program? <gasps> little? No, Kendall, wait. The law is the law, after all. Bodily functions are not allowed in public. Nor is singing about them, right? No sleeping, not even in heavenly peace. No peeing or spitting or burping. Or farting or kissing or sneezing or crying. How am I not supposed to tear up if there's a public screening of the Muppet Christmas Carol? Tiny Tim, he said he hoped those in church would see him. See him and be reminded of the one that made lame beggars walk and blind men see. It's okay, Kendall. It's all right. The deputy mayor would like us to continue, and we will. I think this selection will do nicely. Here's the sheet music. Play it again, Kendall. But I've never played this one before. Then play it for the first damn time. Okay, okay. ring are you listening down my leg pee is glistening a beautiful sight i think i might cry sneezing in a winter wonderland gone away is the smart bird here to stay is the fart bird he puts a love song as we burp along coughing in a winter wonderland in the meadow we'll shit by a snowman And see if it turns out nice and brown You'll ask, is it stinky? We'll say no, man And then we'll smear it on our faces like a clown Later on, we'll start kissing And maybe some more pissing In your face, unafraid We'll hope it's okay Bleeding in a winter wonderland in the meadow we'll throw up everywhere Over all the creatures that live there They'll be soaked in our throw up everywhere Up their noses, in their eyes, matted in their hair When she queefs, ain't it thrillin' Though her hole gets a chillin' We'll snot and we'll spit, take another big shit Belching in a winter wonderland. Stop this immediately. By the power of the mayor, I order Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turns Cafe Busheltown closed this very instant. <gasps> closed? How can you do this to us? And on Christmas Eve? I hereby command the audience to leave in a neat and orderly line, and I announce that the rest of you are being arrested. <gasps> what? Are you serious? Oh, and what about the children? Oh, yes, please think of them, Deputy Mayor, sir. I am thinking of them. They are also under arrest. <gasps> How can you do this to us? To me? You will find it was very simple. As you were singing a moment ago, I texted my men, and by now they will have the entire cafe surrounded. That's why I let the song go on so long. I was texting my next in command. And now I think you will find escape impossible. So why don't you do yourselves a favor, exit the cafe and get into the paddy wagon outside, and we will not have to use force. But Corny, I thought we had something special. I, 
I thought I was your marshmallow man. Oh, Cliff, it's a marshmallow world. After the deputy's final devastating witticism, the group was rushed outside. In a flash, the entire gang found themselves squeezed into the back of a large white police vehicle with a siren on top. In the front seat, the deputy mayor received a call. This is Deputy Mayor Cornbowl. Hello, Mayor. Yes, I am bringing a group of criminals to headquarters. No, I'm escorting them myself, as they are especially slippery and I trust no one else to deliver them justice. Thank you, Mayor. Yes, a merry holiday eve to you as well. This is all happening so fast. We're going to prison for 20 years. Will they still let us do our podcast? Kendall, we're not going to prison. That's not the plan. Plan? What plan? You didn't tell me about a plan. I tried to get you to plan with us last night. Remember when I knocked on your hotel room door at 3 in the morning? Oh yeah, and you were sobbing, and you said you had something really important to tell me. Right, and you said, go away, I'm scrubbing goose shit out of my cashmere sweater. It took me all night. Those geese shit all over everything. But enough about them, what's the plan? Corny is driving us to that secret place in town where every night there's a helicopter that helps people flee the city. We're fleeing in a helicopter? I think I read something about that somewhere, but it seemed so inconsequential at the time, and now it turns out it's incredibly important? Where will it take us? Somewhere in South America. I believe the man I spoke with said we'd be traveling to Lisbon. That wasn't supposed to be the next city on our ride tour, but I guess that can't be helped. (gasps) Lisbon? Oh my god, Madonna lives there. Her son's on some kind of world-class soccer team. Lisbon's a beautiful city. About eight years ago, I temped there as a head speaker of a NATO summit. But if we're fleeing the country right now, where, where's all our luggage? We're sitting on it. Don't you even recognize your own suitcase when it's right under your ass? It's hard to believe. After so many happy weeks, an edict in newspaper, and we have to leave our new homes. And on tonight of all nights, when the children were waiting for St. Nicholas to come. Oh, Daffodil, they'll have to wait for him someplace else. Meanwhile, they're sleeping in our laps like little Christ children. Well, Casablanca hasn't exactly been like living in Disneyland. That's true. After all, what did we have there? A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a pipe, a toiling, a booth, and fat. We should have left this town weeks ago. A bed, cable TV. So what's a microwave or a hotel? People who come to Casablanca only do it because of that old movie, which is available for $5 at Target here in Casablanca. I've never even seen the movie. An old city. A new cafe. What do we leave? Nothing much. Only Casablanca. Casablanca. Casablanca, Oceanside, Moroccan, Casablanca, where there's so many things to eat. Casablanca, Casablanca, desert town, hot as hell, Casablanca. Strangers in
at the heliport. Everyone, please take your things and get onto the helicopter as quickly as you can. It must take off before the mayor learns what we're doing. Corny, we're starting a new life in Lisbon. Maybe you and I can find out where Madonna lives and we could apply to be your gardeners or something. That is, if you can teach me how to garden. No, Cliff. I cannot accompany you to Lisbon. Why not? You can't stay here with the mayor all crazy. That's just it. I must stay and see to it that the mayor is removed and sanity is restored to our city. Then, then I'll stay too. I'm great at protesting and stuff, and when I'm there, it's always more impressive. Because in crowd shots, I look like three people. No, you must not stay. If you did, you would regret it. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But soon, and for at least 20 years in prison. For there is no way you could last in Casablanca without belching publicly. And you'd really arrest me? No, but someone following the orders of the deranged mayor would. And that must not happen. You're right. I'd never last in prison. I'd be too popular and my ego would balloon out of control. Oh, Cliff, what will I do without you? Oh, Corny, we'll always have Paris. And by that I mean we'll always remember that modified Eiffel Tower we did with the one-armed bellhop. Cliff, hurry up and get in the helicopter. You too, Terry. Sorry, Kendall. I'm not coming with you. What? Well, I was talking to the deputy mayor, and he asked if I'd stay on temporarily and help fix some of the problems in the mayor's office. Well, it's good to know that you'll be here fighting the good fight. And if anybody can fix Casablanca's crazy problems, it's you, Terry. I mean, I once saw you fix a toaster. Thanks for your vote of confidence, Kendall. Now hurry, or the copter will take off without you. And don't worry about me. Terry the Temp always comes out on top. Come on, Kendall. Oh, help heave me inside. I guess that's that. Yes, I hope they make it to Lisbon safely and that they have a Merry Christmas. Oh, I'm sure they will. If anybody can save Christmas, other than Ernest, it's Cliff and Kendall. Hello? Yes, hello, Mayor, sir. I was just about to call you. I have distressing news. It appears the Cliff and Kindle gang has gotten away. I'm not sure, Your Excellency. I was hit on the head from behind and knocked completely unconscious. When I awakened, they were gone. I do not know what the perpetrator looked like, no. What do I think you should do? Take an aspirin and round up the usual suspects. The usual ones. The ones that are always hitting people in the head from behind. Yes, them. Goodbye. I was quick thinking about the aspirin and the usual suspects. You know, last Christmas, I was temping in an aspirin factory. Ironically enough. Is that so? I've always wondered how aspirins were manufactured, but I never knew whom to ask. You've come to the right place. I guess I packed cotton balls into about 
300,000 aspirin bottles that week, and I got to know the process pretty well. Did you know cornstarch and lubricants are involved? I had no idea. Terry the Temp, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Same here. As I was saying, to produce hard aspirin tablets, cornstarch and water are added to the active ingredient, acetylsalicylic acid, to serve as both a binding agent and filler, along with lubricant. Binding agents assist in And it was a beautiful friendship indeed, not unlike that of Mary and Rhoda of the Maritalamore show. Just as Deputy Mayor Cornbowl and Terry the Temp were walking off into the distance together, Cliff, Kendall, and their friends soared away from Casablanca in a helicopter. Casablanca looks so small from up here. Yeah, the lights in the buildings are shining like Christmas tree lights. In a tree we'll never see again. Quit, you're making me real sad. We're, we're leaving, it is sad. But sadness is the wrong emotion for Christmas Eve. If you spend it all depressed, you'll regret it. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. No, stop. I already heard that one tonight. Okay, okay. I know how to cheer us all up. The Cliff and Kindle way. How? The Cliff and Kindle way. Uh, explain that more. By singing a song parody. Another one? Yes, one that goes a little something like this. Santa was working in his workshop late one night When his eyes beheld a merry sight For its elves from their benches began to rise And suddenly, to Santa's surprise, they did the mash They did the Christmas mash The Christmas mash? It was a North Pole smash They did the mash? It caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the Christmas mash from the reindeer stables and the snowbird nests To the master bedroom where Mrs. Claus rests Yes, everyone came from both far and near To get a jolt of holiday cheer They did the mash! They did the Christmas mash! The Christmas mash? It was the North Pole smash! They did the mash? It caught on in a flash! They did the mash! They did the Christmas mash! Rudolph was having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Jack Frost, God the Father, and his son. Round the tree they were rocking, all were digging the joy. Frosty on guitar, backed by a little drummer boy. The Christmas carolers were about to arrive. They were a vocal group, the Ebenezer Five. They did the mash. They did the Christmas mash. The Christmas mash. It was a North Pole smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the Christmas mash. Out from his toy shop, Santa's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. He opened the door and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to the peppermint twist? It's now the mash. It's now the Christmas mash. The Christmas mash. It was a North Pole smash. It's now the mash. It caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the Christmas mash. Now everything's cool, Santa's part of the band. And this Christmas mash is the hit of the land. For you, the listeners, this mash was meant to. When you get to their door, tell them Cliff and Kendall sent you. Then you can mash. Then you can Christmas mash. The Christmas mash. And do 
the North Pole smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. And then you mash. Then you can Christmas mash. Oh, this mash is so good. Easy, Cliff, you impetuous fat boy. Oh, mash good. <laughs> Here's looking at you, Cliff. <laughs> Here's looking at you, Kendall. Here's, Here's looking, looking at, at you, you everyone. everyone. Merry Christmas, everybody. Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Don't turn that dial off yet. This Christmas festival is not over. That's right. We've got another Cliff and Kendall Christmas special coming at you. This one, oh, man, it was one Christmas where it felt like everything was going wrong. But oh lordy, a lot of things sure went right. Oh, it was a fairy tale Christmas, a magical time. Once upon a Christmas in the Falkland Islands. Friends to kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Gosh, sometimes I just can't believe how good I sound. My voice is a Christmas miracle every day of the year. Cliff, watch where you're going. You're about to step off the stage. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I was so caught up in the beauty of my own voice, I didn't see where I was going. I bet Celine Dion does that all the time. Luckily, your body is covered with 300 pounds of natural padding. <laughs> you're telling me. A slimmer man would have shattered his pelvis falling off the stage like that. But look here. My pelvis is as good as new. A skinny bitch would need a new pelvis after fall like that, but not you. <laughs> it's smooth sailing from here on out for me and my pelvis. <laughs> Boy, stop saying the word pelvis. We've got to get to the Fizzy Wood 11 Community Center for the big Christmas Eve show. And we must be on time. We're representing Busheltown Rye, after all. We'll be on time. I just have to go and pick up my sage pants from the jeweler. I had them re-rhinestoned. But I have to stop by the motel and pick up my haunted mansion cufflinks I'm using in my magic trick. I can't make them disappear if I don't have them. Oh no, and Mr. Snobbottom has to pick up Terry the Timp from the shipyards. And I have, well, it's not important what I have to do, but I guess this means we'll all be traveling to the community center separately. I hope nothing goes wrong. What could go wrong? We're spending Christmas in the Falkland Islands. I could see things going wrong if we were back in Busheltown. Yeah, there's probably a big dust storm in Busheltown tonight. Or the bears from the woods might steal Christmas again. And there would definitely be problems if we were back in L.A. Ugh, probably we'd be stuck on the damn 405. Or if we were in New York. <laughs> the streets are always so clogged with people giving their damn regards to Broadway. Who knows what mishaps would transpire. And of course we had our share of shenanigans in Casablanca. Bangkok and Maple Pines, Canada, where we spent the last three Christmases. But we're in the Falklands. It'll be easy peasy, hot and sleazy. <laughs> I hope you boys are right. Christmas is depending on it. Mr. 
Mr. Snodbottom, it's me. Whoa, Terry girl, I hardly recognized you. Yeah, I was tipping on a lemon farm last week and got so much lemon juice in my hair, it turned platinum blonde. Well, it's very flattering. Well, thanks, but I'll be happy when my natural hair color, fire engine red, grows back. I do hope your ship journey to the Falklands was enjoyable. It was. I got a little bored, though, so I ended up designing a new low-energy water filtration system for the ship. The captain said it was the best he'd ever seen. Whoa, bravo, Terry girl. <laughs> what, say, what's that over there? Looks like a power station. Probably provides electricity to all of Fizzy 111, if I had to guess. A power station? Oh my. You know, when I was but a boy, my Uncle Pepperoni was a power station attendant. <laughs> Why, he spent many long and lonely nights walking up and down the power grid. He always said Christmas Eve was the loneliest night of all. Aww. That's sad. Yes. That's why you and I are going to make a quick stop inside the power station to wish the lonely attendant a Merry Christmas Eve. Mr. Snobbottom, is that a good idea? Didn't Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn say we needed to be at the community center for the big show by 8 o'clock? Oh, yes, she did, but the holiday spirit in my bosom is telling me to follow my heart. All right, but your bosom better make it quick. Okay, I have my cufflinks, my hip flask full of Coke Zero, and my wallet and keys and all the other crap. Community Center, here I come. Nothing can stop me now. Oh, hey, Kendall, I'm glad I caught you, man. Charles the Contractor, why are you still here? Shouldn't you be building the life-size nativity scene out of rye at the Community Center like Mrs. Potter Butter Butterturn asked? Oh, uh, you got it, dude. Uh, I'm in it over there now. I thought you might want to ride over with me in my rental pickup truck. Oh, well, that's actually pretty thoughtful. I will ride with you. Oh, cool, man, cool. Uh, Hey, uh, how you gonna pay me back? Gas, grass, or ass? Charles! <laughs> oh, just kidding, man. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, hey, man, uh, what's that shiny thing in your hand? Oh, it's a Haunted Mansion cufflink from Disneyland. It's very valuable, so don't bump my hand. Uh, how would I do that? Uh, like this? Charles, you bumped my hand! Oh, sorry about that, man. <laughs> I didn't think you were standing that close. I'll pick it up. You can't. I watched it fly from my hand through the air and into that sewer grate over there. You've ruined Christmas, Charles. You've ruined my life. Oh, I don't think it's that serious, man. Uh, look, there's a manhole cover over there. Uh, we just popped right down into the sewer and bingo, bango, bongo, man. You got your mud flap back or whatever it was. It wasn't a mud flap. It was a cufflink. Oh, same thing, man. Mud flaps are the cufflinks on a real bitchin' truck. No, they, well, I guess you're right about that. But that's the only thing. elevator. <laughs> I remember when elevators used to play the most lovely music, oh, but alas, no more. So I might as well talk to myself out loud. I'm glad the elevator is empty. <laughs> I'm too nervous to be as polite as etiquette dictates. Oh, I don't know why I'm so nervous. That's not true. I'm nervous about the medical procedure I'm about to have. I know Mr. Stodbottom would want to be here with me, holding my hand, but I simply couldn't bear telling him about the procedure. What if I can't gather the courage to go through with it? 
Oh my, I need to calm my nerves. What would Cliff and Kendall do to calm down? I need a tray of cupcakes. <laughs> oh, but I don't have any. Cliff might sing a song, I suppose. <clears throat> Merry, Merry Christmas, baby. You sure did treat me nice. Give you me gave a diamond me a diamond ring for Christmas. Christmas. I'm living in paradise. The rhinestones on these show pants yeah, look great. You'd never be able to tell I've split the seat so many times. Okay, the total for the re-rhinestoning of your pants is an even 24 Falkland bucks. 24 Falkland bucks? Okay, uh, here's my card. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, your, your card has been declined. Oh, that's uh, weird. <laughs> uh, try one of these. Well, it looks like all your cards have been declined, sir. That is... <laughs> well, there is just no way. All my credit cards are maxed out and my bank account's overdrawn. That doesn't sound like me. Probably just each of those separate companies all confuse my accounts with a poor person's. <laughs> it happens all the time in America. <sighs> um, you haven't seen any older ladies that look like they might secretly be Mrs. Claus, have you? Like maybe they're out to buy somebody a gift on Christmas Eve. You know, the way Mrs. Claus bought Alvin a Golden Echo Harmonica in the Chipmunk Christmas Special? No. No to which part? Every part. Well, darn! On the other hand, maybe Christmas isn't all about sparkly pants from a store. Maybe Christmas is about something more. Okay, that sounds fine, but could you please move? You're tying up the line. I've just got to have these pants for the big Christmas Eve show tonight. Isn't there anything I can do? Well, there is one thing. Anything. I will do anything. Pay me 24 Falkland bucks. Except that. Oh, look. <laughs> I knocked some of my credit cards off the counter. Could you grab those for me on the floor? <sighs> All right. Here's your maxed out card, sir. Sir? <sighs> I know. <clears throat> I'll hide in this dressing room until the heat is off. What will I do to pass the time? Also, I need to calm my nerves. The only solution is perfect pitch. <clears throat> and I feel real good tonight. Got good music on the radio. And I feel like I want to kiss you in between your mistletoes. Mr. Snobbottom, should we be wasting all this time? <laughs> Of course, Terry Girl. <laughs> I'm sure the power station attendant is just around the corner, <laughs> and you can't imagine what it will mean for him to be wished a Merry Christmas Eve. All right, but Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn is expecting us in an hour, and there's a big sheep pile up on the highway, so it's going to take us a while to get there. Oh, 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 I'm sure we'll be on our way in no time. Oh, my. What's that down there below us? That? Oh, that's the motherboard of a Z1000 Technotron power generator. I'd know that anywhere. Very fascinating. So many blinking lights. Yeah, it's the most important part of the whole power station. I've never seen one from above like this before, but it's kind of fun. Standing right on top of the most important part of the power station like we are makes me feel, um, I guess, I'd have to say, powerful. 
I only wish Mrs. Butter Butter Butterson and the children could see it. Oh, I know they'd be thrilled. I could take a picture with my phone. Oh no, Mr. Snobbottom, watch out! There's a big gray spider climbing up your leg! Oh, a spider! Oh, 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 I can feel it! Oh, 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 some seeping through the gaps in this metal walkway we're standing on. Oh, 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 my. Oh, well, so long as it doesn't fall down onto anything important. <gasps> the motherboard of the Z1000 Technotron power generator. Oh, no. Oh, 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 here we go again. The bow waste is clogging the motherboard. <laughs> Oh, my! The lights have gone off all over the power station. Not only that, I think we knocked out the electricity for all Fizzy 111. Oh, whoa! How will we ever find the power station attendant now? What was that sound? Oh, uh, that was me closing this fancy electric manhole cover, sealing us safely down in the sewer. You know, this sewer reminds me of my ex-wife, <laughs> all wet and stinky. <laughs> Charles, that's a terrible thing to say about your ex-wife. I don't care if she is in prison for assaulting a mailman. You know, uh, she's due for parole in about six months. <laughs> I could give her your phone number. Uh, I'm, I'm married, no thanks. Hey, if you're married, uh, how come I ain't never met your wife? You've met Susan plenty of times. Last Halloween in Casablanca, you blorched at her purse after you ate all those uncooked clams. <laughs> all right, man. You say so. Uh, uh, maybe I'd uh, remember her if you describe Susan's yabos. Charles, that is disgusting. Let's just find my cufflink. It's got to be around here someplace in all this sewer muck. Oh, hey, I think I got it. Is this it? Ugh, no, that's a rat skull. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to hang on to it if you don't want it. Ugh. Oh, here it is, and it's only got a little doo-doo on it. Hallelujah. It's a Christmas miracle. Okay, let's get the hell away from the sewer and up in the community center for the big show. I'll just open this manhole cover. Why won't this open? Oh, uh, it's a high-tech gizmo, man. You gotta press that button that says open. Oh. It, it's not working. Charles, what have you done? <gasps> We're stuck in the sewer on Christmas Eve! Why is the elevator stopping between floors? <laughs> First an absence of elevator music, and now this. I hope I make it to my life or death medical appointment. Oh no, maybe I should have told Mr. Snobbottom about this. Instead of telling little white Christmas lies to spare him from worrying too much. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it when the doctor called and told me I needed this procedure. I only went in for a minor case of Yahtzee elbow, and now I'm about to undergo... <gasps> I know, I'll call Mr. Snobbottom. <laughs> Wait, what's this note taped to my cellular phone? Dear Mommy, I'm sorry I drained the battery on your phone. Opie, and I we we playing Fortnite. Please refrain from being angry. Well, funky. Oh, <laughs> I can't be upset with my precious daughter. But what am I going to do now? What if I'm stuck in this elevator on Christmas?
wrong with this door open? What if I'm stuck in this dressing room on Christmas? I mean, Christmas. I know. I'll call the store I'm in and I'll see if they can let me out. But oh no. I didn't pay for the re-rhinestoning in my pants. I re-rhinestoned and ran. How, how can I explain that? I've got it. I'll say I have multiple personalities like in my favorite Mary Higgins Clark novel all around the town. The number you have dialed cannot be reached because there is no electricity in the building. Goodbye. And Merry Christmas Eve. No electricity? Uh, I thought I was just stuck in here because my fat jammed the lock. But now I'm beginning to think this is one of those newfangled electric dressing room doors. And it won't open again until the electricity's back on. I know. I'll call the Falkland Islands version of 911. Hmm, what was it again? It was three numbers, not 666, that's the devil's favorite number. Not 420, that's the hippie's favorite number. Not 654, that's my old JCPenney register ID number. How'd that radio jingle go? If you've got a Falkland Island emergency, CCC, pick up the phone and dial 333! <laughs> The number you have dialed cannot be reached because there is no electricity in this building either. Goodbye. And Merry Christmas Eve. Damn it! No way out! I'll probably die in here. And I won't ever again tell another living soul. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. No. No. That's not right. If I'm going to go out singing, I've got to tribute the greatest album of the year by the greatest entertainer of them all, Madam X. I took a pill and had a dream I went back to my 17th year Allowed myself to be naive To be someone I've never been I took a sip and had a dream And I woke up in the Falklands the sheep were caressing my skin Demon Another me could now begin Mr. Sawbottom, look over here at this sign. You can read it by the light of this torch I just fashioned from a stick and some oily rags I found. <laughs> oh my, no attendant on duty. <laughs> Whoops. Looks like we made a mistake. Yeah, and now the whole island is blacked out. Oh, Terry girl, whatever shall we do? We've got to get to the community center on time for the big performance. Even if there's no electricity on the island. Especially if there's no electricity on the island. Oh, that's a good point you've got there. Allow me to elaborate on how quickly we need to leave. Out of all the reindeer, you Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph's not too far behind. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's gotta make it to town. 
Randolph can hurry, he can take the freeway down. What to do? What to do? Oh, how did I miss this before? It's an emergency telephone. I'll just lift the receiver and soon everything will be sorted out and Christmas will be saved. Of course, I'll still have to undergo that very important medical procedure, which itself could end in tragedy. But enough about that. The emergency technician cannot be reached because there is no electricity in the elevator. Too bad. My westward-moving wise men! What now? If there's no electricity, I could spend Christmas trapped inside this elevator! Why, I could also run out of oxygen and die! <laughs> I'll never get to give the children the baby Yoda dolls they wanted for Christmas! They'll never get the dolls and I'll never find out what a baby Yoda is! <laughs> and my poor Daffodil! Oh, if he were here, I'd know just what I'd say to him! I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents. Underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. More than you can ever know. Please, make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas, dear. Charles, how can you sit calmly over there on the sewer floor vaping? We're stuck in the sewer on Christmas Eve! There's no telling what we might run into down here. Rats, chuds, Ninja Turtles. If we run into the Ninja Turtles, I hope they're having pizza. Oh, hey, man, this ain't nothing. I once spent Fourth of July weekend trapped in the trunk of a Toyota Corolla. Charles, we've got to get away. I don't know. Uh, It's nice down here. It's warm. Kind of cold outside. I really cannot stay down here. Uh, but it's so cold outside. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn will start to worry. Hey, what's your hurry, man? What does this remind me of? Oh, right. I really can't stay. It's cold outside. I've got to go away. And you heard it's cold outside. This evening has been... I didn't know we'd drop it. So very nice. Hey, you happen to have any eyes? Mrs. Potter Butter 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 Churn will start to worry. Oh, hey, what's your hurry? Mr. Snotbottom will be pacing the floor. Oh, listen to the sewer. So really, I'd better scurry. Oh, what's a hurry? Maybe just a few minutes more. I want to stay over here on the floor. The listeners might think. Kendall's bad out there. I wish I could still drink. Ain't no chicks to be had out there. I'll be so good for you. Tell them all the morning, Santa. Take a meal. Let's take a trip. Tell me it's so the reindeer. Then come, come. I'll be so good for you. Then the motor. Speaking Spanish. Feliz Navidad all over the world. Then the motor. Then the motor.
He said all he wanted for Christmas was a rock and roll guitar. Whoa! And away went Rudolph, whizzing like a shooting star. Tabloid headlines will be vicious. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe just a little while more. And then the stockings hung by the fire. Poor mommy, poor mommy, Santa's putting the stuff there. Cha cha cha. What is what a see my baby? Standing right outside the door. <laughs> I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Run, run, Rudolph. Run, run, Rudolph. Oh, run, run, Rudolph. Run, run, Rudolph. Rudolph. Run, run, Rudolph. Whistle like a merry-go-round. All right, now we've discussed it. We really need to get out of this power station and on the road. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. We must be going. Just as soon as we make our way down to the disgraced motherboard, so I can leave a note of apology. But there's no attendant. Nobody works here. Believe me, my bowels have caused enough blackouts to know that someone will eventually be around with a mop and a pail. <laughs> and they'll appreciate the note. It's only proper etiquette, you know. Mrs. Butter Butter Butterturn would never want us to settle for anything less. You're right about that. Oh, I wonder if there's any stationery on hand here in the power station. Probably not. Hey, what's that? Why, it looks like an old oil lamp. Not unlike one my Uncle Pepperoni carried on the night of Smokey Hogbelly's midnight ride through Busheltown in the year 1900. 
Mr. Snowbottom, we don't have time for this story. And maybe it's because I recently subscribed to Disney Plus, but that lamp looks like the one from Aladdin to me. Surely you aren't suggesting there's a genie inside. <laughs> Nonsense, Terry Girl. I don't know. I've seen a lot of strange things temping out on the road all these years. We might as well give it a try. When it comes to genie lamps, you never know until you rub. <gasps> Look at all the smoke coming out. Oh, I hope it's not a terrorist bomb. <laughs> that entire Madame X classic. I even mumbled the Spanish parts I don't know and no miracle. Wait. The Madonna song itself is the miracle. <laughs> I also didn't die, but there's time for that. That was just track 1 of 15 on the extended edition. But what if I sing every classic song from the hit album ending with a rousing performance of the iconic anthem I Rise and then I'm still stuck in this dressing room. What a nightmare. And the worst part is I'll never be able to make the world a better place by spreading perfect pitch and to a much lesser extent with the on-air work I do with Kendall. Hey, am I hallucinating or is that a firefly? No, it's getting bigger. It's not a firefly. It's... It's... You guessed it. It's you. <laughs> If I caught pneumonia and die, I really can't stay. I'll get over it. Oh, oh but it's cold outside. Ugh, what is that smell? Probably your upper lip. <laughs> <coughs> Charles, you blew a huge vape cloud right into my face. Oh, I can't see anything. Which in this case is a blessing and a curse. Oh, sorry about that, man. Uh, but hey, it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> Ugh, this is the absolute worst case scenario. Me trapped in the sewer with Charles the Contractor. Oh, hey, man, now, hey, uh, things, things could be worse. Really? How? Uh, I could do this. 
Oh, God, your farts blew bubbles in the sewage. That's gross even for you. Oh, dude, you gotta chillax, man. <laughs> hey, why don't you think of that wife of yours, Charlene? Her name is Susan, not Charlene, and I'm not gonna tell you about her yabos. Oh, man, I wouldn't ask you to, man. But, uh, how much junk she got in the trunk? What was that? Somebody there? Hello? Hello? Oh, I don't think it was nobody, man. Just some kind of... Oh, shit! What are you two doing in my house? <gasps> who the hell are you? This is my house, so I'll ask the questions. Starting with, who the hell are you? But that's Charles the Contractor, and I'm Kendall the Podcaster. Well, I don't have any use for either of you. Get out! Hey, uh, this ain't a house. It's, it's a sewer. Whereas where duty goes when it dies. It feels worth saying this twice in one night, but Charles the Contractor is right. Maybe you should come with us. We've got to perform at the Christmas Eve show, but then our friend Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn could get you cleaned up. The motel where we're staying is also looking for cleaning ladies. They need more help because for some reason it's got a lot filthier since we started staying there. So there might even be a job for you if you come above ground with us. If we can ever get there, that is. And, uh, I hope you don't mind me saying, uh, but, uh, you'd be pretty hot if you just got rid of all them moles on your nose. Oh, my. I haven't been treated with such kindness in so long. It makes my old sewer lady heart smile. And because of your generosity, I will reward you by opening the manhole cover. Magically. How'd that happen? Sewer lady, are you magic? Sewer lady? Where'd she go? Oh, I don't know, man, but I can't be looking for her. I gotta get out of here, dude. I, I think maybe you cut one or something. It's starting to stink in here. Me? It's a sewer. You were just sitting balls deep in sewer juice blowing bubbles with your farts. <coughs> Mr. Snodbottom, <coughs> do you see anything? <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure. The smoke from that lamp is oh, it's as thick as one of Charles the Contractor's vapor clouds. What an old there, you two. Wait, who said that? It was me, the dude from the lamp. Dude from the lamp? The smoke starting to... Who are you? Oh, my. It's a gentleman in a turban. Are you from a, a faraway land? Uh, no, as I said, I am from a nearby lamp. The one this beautiful blonde just gave the old rub-a-dub-dub. Oh, 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 oh. I'll be a reindeer's aunt. A genie! And not just any genie, a Christmas genie. Here to give you both one wish. That's one joint wish for the both of you. Sorry, that's how this works. I know just the wish. There is one small provisio in the contract. Your wish can't be anything political. Oh, then just give us a minute. Terry girl, we've got to wish the electricity back on for the island. Yeah, I suppose that's the next logical choice. All right, the decision has been made. We won't wait one more minute or one more hour. Restore Fizzy 111's electrical power. Your wish has been granted. Long live me, the genie. and I need help evacuating this elevator. And if that doesn't happen soon, I'll need to evacuate something else much more personal. <laughs> my exploding chestnut, what are you? Pardon me, I should say, who are you? Although you're clearly some kind of elephant man. 
I'm so sorry for your affliction. I would love to pray with you if you could just get me out of this elevator. Greetings, Mrs. Butter 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 Churn. I am not an elephant man. I am an alien from a distant star. <gasps> oh my! You meet the strangest people at elevators. Please allow me to help you out. I'll lift you up. Just take my seven-fingered hand. <laughs> oh, 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 thank you so much. I do believe you saved Christmas, and I can only imagine what you would do with those seven fingers. Why, think how quickly you could crochet an afghan. <laughs> I hope you'll allow me to give you some kind of reward. Let's see, what's in my purse? Oh, I have, a, I have some saltine packets or a peppermint. I could not accept a reward. Helping others and lending a seven-fingered hand is what the holidays are all about. And when I say the holidays, I mean all of them, even Halloween and Mother's Day. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself, you adorable little green man. If you don't mind my asking, what brings you here today? To this building where the electricity just came back on, by the way. Oh, unfortunately, I'm here for a serious medical procedure. I'm seeing a doctor just down the hallway. I shall wish you good luck, although I know you will not need it. Hmm, what a strange thing to say. Could I invite you to a Christmas Eve show? It's at the community center, and it starts very soon. I know the children would love to meet you, and the rest of the world would surely like proof of life on other planets. I wish I could accompany you, but alas, my work on this planet is almost finished. It is here where we must part. Happy Christmas, Mrs. Butter 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 Churn. Well, happy Christmas, little friend! I'm sorry, you're a what now? I'm a fairy. Oh, okay, cool, me too. Not that kind of fairy, I'm a Christmas fairy. Hey, right on! There's room for all of us under the pride flag. No, listen, I'm a magic fairy like Tinkerbell. Oh, the fairy from Disney Plus. Okay, well, hallelujah. Did you appear to help free me from this electrically locked dressing room? What a holiday miracle. Not exactly. Not exactly? What do you mean, not exactly? You've always been free. The door was never locked, electronically or otherwise. It was only jammed with your fat. If you take a deep breath in, you'll see. <gasps> it worked! Thanks, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell isn't my name. I just mentioned her as an example. Oh, Tink, you saved Christmas. How can I ever thank you? Put on those rhinestone pants, get to that community center, and perform with all your friends. The world needs your perfect pitch, now more than ever. You're right. They really do. There you are, Kendall boy. Whatever are you doing here in the man's room? Miss, Mr. Zodbottom, I was going number one. Where have you been? Wait, before you answer that, I have to tell you what happened to me. You won't believe it. Oh, I highly doubt that, boy. I have a feeling that whatever happened to you was much more believable than whatever happened to me. But there's no time for that now. Where is Mrs. Butter Butter Butterstone? Terry the Temp can't find her anywhere. I don't know. I thought she had a very unimportant errand to run before the show. I also don't know where Cliff is. If he doesn't get here to the community center by showtime, maybe we should all lip sync to a Michael Bublé CD. 
instead of singing live. I thought Christmas was saved when the genie restored power to the island. But now I'm not so sure. Mr. Snodbottom, you're getting bow waste all over the floor. You couldn't take two steps to the left and do that in a toilet bowl? Hold on, what was that about a genie? Merry Christmas Eve, Mrs. Butter 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 Churn. Have I shown you my new holiday necktie? Listen, it plays the cutest song when I press this button. <laughs> Doctor, although I do like your tie, I can't focus on that right now. I'm here for a very quick but also incredibly important medical procedure. And what procedure would that be? The one your nurse left me a phone message about. The procedure to address my life-threateningly bad kidney problems. Oh, 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 that must have been my nurse Enid. She's made several accidental phone calls lately. Or as she calls them, vagina dials, since she carries her phone in the front pocket of her scrubs. It's the vagina doing the dialing and not her buttocks. I would hope I wasn't contacted by anyone's genitals, front or back. And I know she said something about bad kidney problems. I think I know where the confusion lies. I don't think she said bad kidney problems. I believe she said Bambi's knees wobbling. You see, we just had a big Disney Plus launch party where we'd all watched Bambi. It's a very sad movie. You see, there's this deer, and when he's first walking, his knees wobble. I've seen Bambi. My family also subscribes to Disney Plus. So you're telling me my kidneys are okay? Tip-tap shape. Why, you have the kidneys of a 70-year-old. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's a miracle in itself. All right, Doc. If I'm okay, I've got to get to the community center. There's a big Christmas Eve show and I'm performing. Oh, gee, that sounds like fun. I have some extra tickets if you'd like. For yourself and your nursing staff. Oh, thanks, but we can't tonight. We're all going over to Enid's house for a marathon of Frasier Christmas episodes. Where are Cliff and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn? We go on right after the kids, Squire. I don't know. I have a terrible feeling they aren't going to make it. Kendall, Mr. Snidebottom, it's me. I'm here. And you won't believe it. I was stuck in a dressing room with a fairy. Cliff, this is no time for yet another story about you and some anonymous fairy in a dressing room. We're about to go on stage. Kendall, this isn't that kind of fairy in a dressing room story. This was a magical Christmas fairy. Magical? Charles and I met a magical lady in the sewer. Yeah, but you probably mean she pulled a quarter from your nose or something. No, she really was. Boys, I have a terrible feeling Mrs. Butter Butter Butterturn isn't going to make it in time. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm here and full of Christmas spirit. Oh, amen, Sugarlump. Praise the newborn king. Hey, it's Terry the Temp and Crockpot. Terry, you're blonde. I love it. Crockpot, did you come to tell us it's time for us to take the stage? Yes. Great. Break a leg, Kendall. Break a leg, everyone. December 24th on the Falkland Isles When the Cliff and Kendall gang split up for a while Then I got locked in a room for a dressing Was a Christmas fairy that stopped my stressing Then there was Kendall and the contractor Charles They were trapped down where the sewer rat snarled Not sure how they escaped, they said it was magic Glad they're alive or it would have been tragic Next one about which you're gonna learn Is a lady called Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn Stuck in an elevator and she was bugging She's out now and it's a family she's hugging There were two more, you know I ain't forgot them 
Terry the Temp and Mrs. Snodbottom He boops up the power, it ain't no thing Cause that's how it goes for the Cliff and Kendall gang You heard tomorrow's Christmas Day Gonna celebrate the Cliff and Kendall way Bread and stuffing, macaroni and cheese Then a hundred cookies by the Christmas tree Go back in the kitchen and eat some more If we run out of food, drive to the store Appetizers, big dinner and dessert Eat so much we make our tummies hurt We will moan with pain so long And do it to the tune of a Christmas song Can't you hear it? It's Christmas time and we've got the spirit. Tear the tent, chill it, imagine that. And the world is loving our Christmas wrap. The time is now, the place is here. And the Falkland Islands are filled with cheer. You know we're representing Busheltown Rye. So come on now and give it a try. One last word to those far and near. We're saying Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and, and Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Son, I suppose you went down to Earth again. You know I like to go this time each year. I like to know that good people still exist down there. I suppose there's no harm in giving yourself that one little birthday gift. I hope you found what you were looking for. Oh, I did. I found some very good people. And had a little fun? Of course. I was an alien, a genie, a fairy... And a sewer lady. A sewer lady? That was my idea, remember? Sure, Dad, I remember. Then it worked, being a sewer lady? Works like a charm. Who's ready for birthday cake? Hi, Mom. Mary, that cake looks delicious. It's your favorite kind, son. Angel food. You remembered. Of course I did. Nothing but the best for my baby Jesus on his birthday. Hey, we can't have cake now. Jesus' friends aren't here yet. You're right. Buddha and Muhammad will be here any minute. Ah, that cake looks so good. Maybe we can't have the cake yet, but you know what we can do. What? Lick the spoons! I have one for each of us. Yay, I want the frosting spoon. I want a spoon with cake batter. You too. Like father, like son. Christmas, everybody.
what can I say but amen. Thank you for tuning in to this Cliff and Kendall Christmas episode festival. My name is Reginald Van Goldberg. I'm a professional voice actor who has played to sound exactly like Cliff, one of the big fat hosts of this big fat show with a very skinny audience. Merry Christmas, everybody, and for tuning in and for staying tuned this long. One has to assume you must be asleep. But anyway, here's a bonus for your subconscious. It's an unreleased Christmas bonus track from a Christmas album Cliff was contractually forbidden from releasing. Happy holidays, guys. Bad news, everybody. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe She'd been drinking too much eggnog And we begged her not to go but she forgot her medication And she staggered into the snow When we found her Christmas morning At the scene of the attack Oh, oh she had hoof prints on her forehead And incriminating claws marks on her back Oh God, Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from my house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Now we're all so proud of Grandpa What a trooper, he's been taking it so well See him in there watching football Drinking beer and talking to Cousin Mel it's not Christmas without Grandma All the families dressed in black And we just can't help but wonder Should we open up her gifts or send them back? back. Alright! Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve Sad! You can say there's no such thing as Santa but as for me and Grandpa, we believe We do Now the goose is on the table Uh-huh And the pudding made of fig Woo-hoo And the blue and silver candles That would just have matched the hair in Grandma's wig I've warned all my friends and neighbors Better watch out for yourselves they should never give a license To a man who drives a sleigh and plays with elves Oh God! Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from my house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from my house Christmas Eve We thought she'd be okay You can say there's no such thing as Santa, you bitch But as for me and Grandpa, we believe
Merry Christmas, if you can call it that. <laughs>